This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Breyers Ice Cream, America's number one ice cream brand. Breyers Carb Smart offers food lovers like me on a low-carb diet a line of sweets with three to five grams net carbs per serving in flavors like chocolate-covered almond, vanilla, peanut butter, and caramel swirl. They are the perfect way to get my frozen treat fix, except for the fact that they're so good my kids keep stealing my stash. To get an exclusive discount on your next purchase, visit briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you. If you're on the fence about a snow cone machine and there's like the cheap one on sale at Target, just buy it. Just buy it. Here's why. Not only can you make snow cones with your kids, which making like a flavored syrup is incredibly easy, or you can make fruit-based toppings for your snow cones. But hello, the real bonus is for you parents because you can take the shaved ice and make cocktails out of it. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. This week's episode is all about homemade frozen treats. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, leave us a rating and a review too. Those ratings help more busy home cooks find us. So they're super important. Um, <laughs> I like this episode. You know why? Why? Not just because I'm going to make funny horn sounds through the whole thing. I liked it. (laughs) Because I actually don't make a ton of frozen treats. So I have some like key fun, like little things, tips, tricks, and this and that that I can throw in. But I'm going to mostly grill you. I'm going to ask you, because I feel like you make a lot of frozen treats. I am here for it. I do. do you make we, a lot of frozen treats? We do make a lot of frozen treats. I would also expand that to include no-bake treats, too. Because, you know, I'm a baker at heart. I 
want to be making sweet things all the time, but we also have a tiny kitchen and we live in hot ass Boise, Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't always. And then before that, we lived in Atlanta. So like, I don't always want to be cranking on the oven, at least for the sake of our AC, if not for the sake of me sweating it out. So I do have a lot to say about frozen and no bake treats. Don't make tons of sweets. Um, And it's funny because at the beginning of when we were all quarantining, like we were like Oliver was baking and I was making dessert every night. And I was like, oh, like maybe I've hit a new place where I'm like more into this. And that totally fell off. And it's like, I love sweets. I mean, do not get me wrong. Like when I, I took a social distance walk with a friend and she's like, let's go to this new bakery. I was like, perfect. Yes. But like my interest in making it myself at home has completely dwindled again. And I go through, you know, I go through phases. Like in the summer, I will start making popsicles a little bit more. But you might remember, we already have an entire episode about popsicles. Yes, we do from last summer. We'll be sure to link to it in the show notes. Such a good one. And I admitted that I don't really make popsicles a lot. Yeah, except for then as we like went down the rabbit hole a little bit, you were like, I, but I do because I like use my leftover s- smoothies and like. I know that you made more popsicles after we had that whole episode last summer. I, I did. remember it. And, and it I was like that a very was exciting be, discovery. It was. I thought it was going to be like my new jam and just like quarantine baking. <laughs> I did it for a while and then I totally fell off. I definitely used to make more frozen treats when the kids were little. I used yeah. to make popsicles all the time. I used to make homemade ice cream. I would make, I had this um, homemade key lime pie ice cream sandwich that I used to make where I would sometimes make the graham crackers homemade. I have graham cracker recipe and make it easy, my first cookbook, but sometimes just the store-bought and I'd make this key lime ice cream. I used to make these frozen lemon custard tarts. I don't know. It seemed like such a treat, but like, honestly... We just graduated. We had the end of school recently and I made a Sunday bar for the kids and they just want literally like all the toppings. Yeah. They're yeah. like, <laughs> give us some store-bought, you know, and let's get like gummy bears and gummy worms. Magic shell and yeah. sprinkles and chopped all that. peanuts. All so that. I was like, I'm not going to make homemade ice cream for this. Yeah. Nope. You guys, you go crazy. The Do return, it. the return has to equal the effort. And yeah. for some things like that, like a Sunday bar and for entertaining, why not just grab frozen treats or like frozen ice cream? All ice cream is frozen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay. So let's go through it. Let's start with homemade ice cream, which I feel I in my mind. In my little fantasy, like you're over there in Boise with your two adorable, cute little kids making ice cream homemade a whole lot. True or false? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and also. Yes, but. So we do make ice cream a lot at home. We don't always make ice cream from scratch. So that's an important distinction, I think, because there are like shortcut ice creams, both like shortcuts Like you can take instant pudding and add milk to it. I'll link to a recipe that I wrote on kitchen. You can take instant pudding and add milk to it and run that in your ice cream maker. And it makes frozen custard ice cream. So like, whoa, that's like, in my opinion, that's like the best, like it's stupid easy. And the like, it's a high return. 
It's weird. The kids can almost <laughs> make that by themselves. I know. It does have that like sort of like chewy frozen custard texture to it, but it's uh, great. Like I for, like that. I like yeah, that texture. I like that too. It's just great quick treat. And then there are also recipes that exist for like no churn ice creams. You make a base and it's usually like sweetened condensed milk and a little bit of milk. And then you whip cream like with your hand mixer, or your stand mixer, and you fold the two mixtures together and then freeze it. And it sort of has like a semi-fredo, like a fancy semi-fredo texture, but you could make it like any flavor that you want to. Like you I love chocolate. that texture too. Yeah, it's super light and airy. It's a lot like the Briar's Carb Smart. I was just going to say that. Totally. Like how it's very light and airy, but like the flavor lingers. It's a great, great treat. And then the other thing that we do a lot, and maybe we won't as much this summer because we're social distancing, or maybe there's a way we, we still can, is like ice cream in a bag, which is where you take um, ice cream salt and ice and put it like in one giant zip top bag or container. You can, of course, use reusable bags. And then you take a mixture that's also like heavy cream or half and half, a little bit of sugar and whatever flavoring. And you put it in a smaller bag and put that smaller bag inside the bigger ice bag. And then you like shake it, toss it around. Like you can play catch with it. It gets super cold, which is really fun. And then it freezes the mixture inside the smaller bag into like a soft serve consistency. And that's really nice because it's like instant gratification. And you, but you can make like a small batch at a time. So you're not like having to use a ton of ingredients. You're also, it doesn't take as long. And you're also not left with like tons and tons of ice cream to eat. So you can experiment a little bit more with flavors. And if it doesn't turn out, like you could just turn it into a milkshake or add different, you know, like if the flavor doesn't turn out, you can do lots of stuff with the the leftovers. So have you, don't you have to seen waste those ice cream making balls? Yeah, we used to have one. <laughs> I, I think we gave we it away, too. but I would kind of be interested in it. I almost, I almost, Stacey, bought this, this cup. I got served an Instagram ad for this like cup that promises to like freeze all your frozen treats instantly. Like you put it in the like a zoku situation no like this weird like kind of looks like a smoothie cup but it's probably insulated or has some like freezing component to it and then you like put your mixture in it and you like squeeze it around and then it's supposed to turn everything into like a frozen milkshake or frozen smoothie yeah i don't know i didn't buy slushy cups yes yeah we have Have you used those i haven't so i don't know no, it's a reminder that I should pull it out. So my ice cream maker, my Zoku maker, my Zoku slushy cups are all like, in, <laughs> like you know, where most people keep their like stand mixers. Like, yeah. Where you're like, ah, I'm never going to get that. That's where all my frozen treat stuff is. <laughs> Even like my little popsicle molds. Like I, yeah. every summer I'm like, oh, I got to get those down. And then we don't use them and then I put it back up. But yeah, I do remember Oliver really liking the slushy maker. Yeah, which so I do want to get into slushies because I I call them granita. I mean, isn't that basically the same thing? Oh, I don't know. I think they're like a little slightly like different ice. There's this whole category of like shaved ice, granitas, snow cones, things, and then I think slushies are an entirely different. I guess but you're right. Totally cool thing too, because a slushie is almost categorically a smoothie. So that means you can yeah, it does. It doesn't have in the- it. 
the ice doesn't have any like texture to it yet. It's yes. like totally ground up. Yes. But before we get to all those ice things, because there's so many of them and you're clearly an expert. Um, <laughs> I do want to linger on ice cream for one more second because yes, I think we should talk about it. I never made any of those like with pudding or folding your whipped cream. Like I always just made classic like custard based or not custard based. Yeah. Do you want to talk for a minute about the difference between those two? Sure. So there's sort of like two two schools of thought. And sometimes there's like confusion also between Philadelphia style ice cream, which is custard ice cream. So classic ice cream is a mixture of dairy and a little bit of egg for binding. Um, and you make sort of like a creme anglaise, which is a very fancy way of saying you like warm up the milk and you add a little bit of the warm milk to the eggs and sugar and you try to let you slightly thicken the dairy with the eggs and then you turn you let that cool and then you turn that in your ice cream maker it gets a lot of volume to it and it's very like smooth but not chewy at all and then a custard style ice cream usually has a higher percentage of eggs but can also sometimes include thickeners like cornstarch Cream cheese is wildly a popular thickener. Weird. Um, <laughs> you said it's weird, weird, but there are brands, I just, like I very no popular idea. ice cream brands that use a little bit of cream cheese as their thickener. Interesting. Yes. And so those Philadelphia, the Philadelphia or custard style ice creams are also then like you heat the mixture, cool the mixture, and then you churn it. It is denser than classic ice cream. So it has sometimes a chewy texture. And oftentimes, like if you're comparing vanilla to vanilla, like classic ice cream will be more of like a pure white or a slightly off white color versus like frozen custard or custard style ice cream will have sort of a yellow tinge to it. And they're both like they're so both so delicious. It's kind of like which how much effort or which effort do you want to put in for your homemade ice cream? A lot of times classic ice creams are actually a little bit easier because you don't have to thicken the mixture almost to a custard texture before you churn it. So what about ice cream made with no eggs at all? Because that's how I used to make my key lime ice cream. Yeah, I I think that falls into the category of like a classic ice cream or not a not French style ice cream. And also very good. I again, sometimes like depending on the dairy that you're using and the amount of sugar, they can be like a little bit more icy because they have a higher water content and because they don't have the eggs as thickeners. But that's not like. What like icy is good sometimes in a frozen tree. So that's not necessarily an indicator of a bad ice cream recipe by any means. I actually used to decide whether I was going to make, to be honest, I like, I haven't made ice cream, homemade ice cream in so long. I'm like, did it, was it a custard or was it a more classic that just used a little bit of egg versus yeah. like a full on custard ice cream? Would think about using eggs or not using eggs depending on the flavor. So like, a lime ice cream, a citrus ice cream, like that I talked about for those key lime pie ice cream sandwiches, the idea of adding the egg didn't feel right. Right. (laughs) Just like from a flavor profile. That's not to say that you taste eggs. Right. But it just didn't feel as good. The texture thing too, right? Like if you're trying to get closer to key lime pie, which its texture isn't 
like chewy. I wouldn't describe it as that. It's like very smooth, almost chest pie like. Yes. Um, and you're trying to recreate that in ice cream. It makes sense to not use egg. But then I think of things like chocolate ice cream. Like oh. I probably would never make chocolate ice cream that wasn't Without, a custard yeah. base. Totally. Like, because I, I want that almost like chocolate pudding feel. And also there, the egg is really like enhancing the chocolate flavor and making totally. it more robust. Totally. Do you have, before we move on from ice cream, like one or two absolute favorite like flavors or recipes for making homemade ice cream? Yeah, I have a, actually a ton on kitchen because we <laughs> did a big ice cream package probably two years ago. The chocolate ice cream from that ice cream pa- package is so good. It's like so, so chocolatey. I uh, like not to brag on myself, but I'm going to. I get emails a lot about how much people really love it. And oh, then, oh, and you then guys also, see, it's like rating and review. It like really, <laughs> like we take it to it, heart. Yeah, I never. It's like sometimes on a hard day, I think about yeah. the chocolate ice cream emails I've gotten. I've like I've done one good thing in my life that chocolate <laughs> ice cream recipe. And then I also love personally coffee ice cream. Like that's my hands down favorite flavor. It's what I always order. And there we did de- develop a really great coffee ice cream for that package and weirdly a vegan ice cream that's like cash all cashew based it's kind of expensive to make i'm not going to try to sugarcoat that part of it because you're using cashews and you're basically making this like cashew milk but it's really good even for a a non-vegan like i think it's just a a fabulous ice cream and the texture is really fun i also have a dairy-free chocolate ice cream that i love that i developed when isaac was not eating any milk at all Yes. Now he wants regular, but we'll do the links for sure. Yeah. Also, I want to shout out, I have a Cuisinart ice cream maker and it's like over $50, but under a hundred bucks. And I think if you're interested at all in making ice cream, it's like one of the best to buy. And also I know like, you know, behind the scenes, pull back the curtain. A lot of professional developers use that ice cream maker for their recipes. So like a lot of the recipes that you'll find on the web or like in cookbooks work really well in this particular Cuisinart ice cream maker. So we'll link to that as well. I have a Cuisinart too. I wonder if it's the same one. I bet it's like, it is some generation of the same one. Before we move on to all the other frozen treats, let's take a quick break and hear from our very apropos sponsor this week. (laughs) Stacey, you've been super open about being on a low carb diet, but we also know that you aren't into limiting what you or your family eats. That's true. I mean, listen, eating low carb helps me feel my best, but I've found smart ways to incorporate my favorite higher carb foods too, because I am not about to give up bread or ice cream. For me, time of day plays a really big role. So I save big bowls of pasta and stuff like that for dinner time. But when it comes to ice cream, which I want to be able to eat whenever a craving strikes, I love low carb options from Breyers Carb Smart. The CarbSmart line of frozen treats is pretty amazing. You've mentioned it before, but now that they're a sponsor, I had to try it for myself and they are so delicious. Caramel Swirl is my favorite. Also with three grams of fiber and 150 calories or less per serving, I'm psyched to have CarbSmart on hand for myself too, even though I don't count carbs or much of anything other than flavor when it comes to ice cream. Ha, you and my boys both, they certainly don't care if their ice cream is healthy by any measure. They just want it to taste delicious, which is why they love Breyers Carb Smart. I wouldn't expect anything less from Breyers. After all, they've been making our favorite ice creams for over 150 years now. 
time! Be sure to get your hands on Briar's Carb Smart for your next sweet tooth craving. Flavors include chocolate-covered almond, vanilla, and peanut butter and are available at all of your favorite major retailers from Amazon Fresh to Walmart, Target to Kroger. Okay, so Stacey, you mentioned um, slushies and we, we talked about the idea of shaved ice. We should dive into that next because maybe you don't have room at home or you basically have zero interest in ice cream. <laughs> I started, my mind started rolling. I was like, okay, there might be some uh, some of our favorite vegan listeners who are like, yeah, I'm not even going to make ice cream. I'm just going to buy my favorite store-bought, especially with, for something that's like diet specific, right? Or maybe they're going to buy, they're like watching their carbs. And so they are going to go buy Briar's treats, but shaved ice, snow cones, Froze. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and all those other treats are like still on the table, right? Yes, they are. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, I have only made granita. So once again, I'm gonna like I'm gonna toss it to you. I've never made a snow cone, and I'm gonna tell you why. I am scarred from nobody ever having given me the Snoopy snow cone maker when I was young. I asked for it several times. I was completely ignored by my parents and extended family, and I <laughs> swore off homemade snow cones forever. Stacy, I am a vengeful, right spiteful person. <laughs> I am upset for you. I know you I'm. Gonna, I'm probably going to send you a, a snow cone maker now. <laughs> Just expect be... <laughs> weird meal. Just expect it. it. Okay, I will say the Snoopy one <laughs> is not. It's not super great because we've owned one at one point in time. It makes more like shards of ice than that, like awesome co- sort of like shards. snow cone <laughs> yes. shape. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, better for a drink <laughs> than for <laughs> snow cone. Which heads up, like if you're on the fence about buying a snow cone maker, which they're relatively inexpensive, and often you can find them at like a thrift store because people buy them and they they don't really appreciate them. Sad story. We make <laughs> we make snow cones a lot in the summertime because the kids can operate the machine that we have. And I'll link to it. I get I, this one was like under twenty dollars, and we've had it for a long, like five years, and it still works great every summer. Wait, so, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you actually have a snow cone machine? Oh hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to realize. Like, oh okay, oh. Yeah, so I'm saying if you're on yeah, the fence you're saying get one. about a snow cone machine and there's like the cheap one on sale at Target, just buy it. Just buy it. Like, I, here's why. Not only can you make snow cones for, with your kids, which making like a flavored syrup is incredibly easy or you can make fruit-based toppings for your snow cones. But hello, the real bonus is for you parents because you can take the shaved ice and make cocktails out of it. Talk more. We just, this is what it's like become our little Saturday routine. We bust out the snow cone machine. We don't even have it in the garage anymore. We've moved it in. It lives on top of the fridge. For real. It's like really on. It's really on. We've been making a lot of like the kids flavorings out of just like honestly Kool-Aid packets and like making a simple (laughs) syrup. Because it's like super flavorful. It's inexpensive. They enjoy it. And then it takes less syrup for it to be like flavorful. Can I tell you that I used to love Kool-Aid and my kids have never had it. It's not as great as you remember it. Really? I remember it being like fruit punch heaven. 
Yeah, it's like too much for me. And you know me, I have a sweet tooth. I like things sweet, but I'm like, Oof. okay. Um, I think there's probably other better drink mixes on the all right, market. All right, all right. Truly. So the kids make their snow cones, right, out of the, like, ice. And then we take the same ice or we reload fresh ice, whatever we need to. And we just, like, pack it into cocktail glasses. And then you, like, build your gin and tonic over that or your daiquiri over that or a margarita over that. It is so refreshing. It is so good. And it does feel like everyone gets, like, an after-dinner treat and... I don't know. It's just like my most favorite summer thing that's happening. Right now. now I feel like I want to get one. I know that Mike is going to judge me the minute I open the box. Listen, let me, he's gonna be like, let me just send you one and you can be like, it was Megan's <laughs> fault. Just throw all the blame on me. I will. I well, will. What's your favorite? You. Do I mean, do you like your machine? The one that you have? I do. It's super. It was super inexpensive. It's so simple. It basically like lo- it looks like an igloo. We'll link to it because I feel like Target sells it every year. I'm sure there are other sellers too. But like it has one, it's easy to clean because you can wipe the whole thing down. It's not Snoopy shaped, which might be harder to clean. It's a little sad. (laughs) It's a little less But it is shaped And literally it has like a little door at the top that you open up and you load with ice. You don't even, you don't need any special ice shapes, nothing, just like ice from your ice machine or your ice cube trays that's great okay and then the door is also the button so you just like close the door and then press down and it has a little like motor that moves the ice around and it has two or three blades inside so all the ice comes out the shaved ice comes out one shoot and you just put a cup underneath it i'm you don't need paper cones you don't need anything else can we talk about some regional things? I don't know if you know about this. I don't know the answer here, but I know that in Louisiana, my niece and nephew get snowballs. Yes. And then I know, like in Hawaii, I've had Hawaiian shave ice. Yes. Right? But yes. so do you know, like, technically the difference between all these things? I would categorize them. I don't have a brand loyalty. Maybe I would if I was like, from New Orleans and had grown up on snowballs. I think they're relatively this, like they're in the same family. And what is a little bit different is the method at which the ice is made. So they have slightly different textures. Like I've had Hawaiian shave ice and it's like very, very fluffy, but it's because they're using big blocks of ice and they're using like yeah. basically a shaver. Yeah. Our neighbors have one. It is the, they have like a cast fine. iron one. It's so cool. It has a giant blade on it. They freeze giant blocks of ice. It's almost specifically velvety. for it. It's so velvety. And then depending on where you're buying it from, it might also have whole fruit components that are put on top of it, specifically shave ice. Whereas I think of snowballs as more like a classic snow cone where it's a little bit, the ice is a little bit more grated. So it has like an, a crunchier texture to it. Yeah. And I think that the important thing about mentioning the texture besides the mouthfeel is what happens with the syrup. Because yes. the larger the pieces of ice... Yes. the more the syrup is going to sink to the bottom. And you get yep. that like slightly flavored ice, but then at the bottom you have like slurpy syrupy yeah. stuff. And so versus, they serve it like with a, a straw in it so you can suck up the syrup right. stuff Versus too. a snowball in Louisiana is really finely shaved and like every bite of the ice 
is yes. infused like very heavily with the syrup. Yes. And similarly shaved ices too. Right. And right. like Hawaiian shaved ice. Yes. Yes. So it's really just about how finely grated the ice is. Yes. And then some variants in toppings too, right? Right. They all pretty much have syrup. But some of them also include other toppings, like shave ice. Sometimes it even has ice cream on top of it, served on top of it. And your snow cone maker, does it mm-hmm. give you options? It doesn't. Okay. I wonder if some do. They certainly do. Okay. Yes. There are like, but then you're getting into a whole other class category and price category. And I don't know if you need that to have like satisfactory snow cones at home. <laughs> you definitely don't. But I'm fascinated. (laughs) I would if, listen, like I I mentioned, our neighbors across the street have like an old school shaved ice machine from Hawaii. It's like a tabletop one. If I ever came across one, I would easily drop a thousand dollars. I'm obsessed with it. I'm sure they're not that expensive. Super into shaved ice stuff. Yeah, but it's just like the coolest thing. And then for a party, like how great is that? Everyone takes turn doing, takes turns like cranking their own shaved ice. And I don't know. It's just super fun. All right. So before we move on from the ice category, let's talk about granita because I do think that's a really easy thing that you can make without any special equipment. It is. And it's essentially like a high sugar, high fruit, can include fruit or fruit flavorings like juice, highly flavored, highly like very sweetened, but you freeze it in like a baking sheet or um, like a nine by 13 pan. And instead of like churning it in a special machine or shaving it like you would for a shaved ice, you sort of like pro- poke and prod and grate it with a fork. Yeah, it's just like every couple it. of an hours. Yeah. And so like as it starts to freeze, you're um, manipulating it so that you get these like really fine shards of ice very fine ice crystals so it almost has like an ice cream not an ice cream like a a frozen ice kind of texture but not quite as smooth as like a sorbet it's very low low effort but the reward is very beautiful like you granitas are so beautiful they're highly flavorful they're really great way to use overripe fruit because you could just like blend it and add a little sugar to it and a little water and then freeze it um and if you are entertaining at all they're such a great like end to a meal or in between courses they're very it's very very fancy i've made them with tea too as a flavor coffee granita i mean i love coffee flavored ice cream but i love coffee flavored ice cream too so good yes totally yes um, all right. So if you're ready, because maybe I'm missing something that you know about, like, I don't know, you're so expert. Should we move on to like no bake and frozen pies? I think we should just spend the whole rest of the time talking about whipped cream. <laughs> well, no, because then if we're going to go to toppings, I have a lot to say about magic shell, homemade magic okay, shell. Except for I'm going to make this argument that a lot of like frozen pies and icebox cakes, et cetera, they all are thanks to whipped cream, which is sort of why I was making the oh, joke that we should just spend the whole I time. They all owe something to homemade magic shell, even if it's not called magic shell, that you're you're adding a chocolate hard shell layer either in the middle or over the top. I love that. 
Okay. Um, but I know that doesn't count for fruit stuff. Probably whipped cream is more popular and I useful, mean... but. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go through it's it. It's more just like this. It's more just like this. And then I want, I, I do want to talk about toppings and whipped cream. And both of us feel strongly, like you feel strongly about magic shell, shell. I feel strongly about whipped cream. We both feel like either of those things paired with fruit might make the best summer dessert and we should debate it. But really quickly, <laughs> really quickly, right? Like no bake cakes, icebox cakes, even those like frozen pies, they pretty much all rely on homemade whipped cream. And I think that it's important to to understand that because that means like if you want to, you could buy pre-made whipped cream and make things super easy or you can make whipped like it's just a reason to always have cream on hand, like make your own whipped cream and then like sweeten it slightly and you can stack whipped cream between any cake or any cakes, any cookies, graham crackers, pretty much anything that you could imagine. And you have like instant dessert. Also, you can take that like, you know, we were talking about the pureed fruit that you would use for granitas. You could take that and fold it into whipped cream and put it in a pre-made pie shell or a graham cracker pot, graham cracker crust and stick that in the freezer and like dessert is done. You don't even really need recipes for those things, although we'll include a bunch in the show notes if you like. But, so just understand that like almost all the no-bake things like frozen pies and no-bake and icebox cakes rely on whipped cream. Okay, so it's interesting that you say that. Now I'm having a clearer, you weren't just talking about whipped cream in a topping context. No. You were talking about it full. Now, I also have not made a ton of no-baked pies, but I know for sure that a lot of the recipes called for frozen whipped topping. Yes. Now, if you don't want to buy frozen whipped topping, is it interchangeable with homemade whipped cream? Like, because I didn't know that you could use homemade whipped cream folded in. It's often like, you know, you could have Nutella, like softened cream cheese. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of times the frozen whipped topping is really like the main thing. And you'll put like people will call for like a gelatin packet to flavor it. But you're right. I always thought, though, that it had to be that frozen whipped topping. That well, let me let me free you. Great. You can use just regular whipped cream. <laughs> really? For most recipes, yes, that call for whipped topping. The texture might be slightly more dense because what frozen whipped topping has that homemade whipped cream doesn't is a little bit of gelatin or other stabilizers, yes. depending on the brand, yeah. that help keep it from deflating when you're folding it in. And also some deflation happens naturally in the freezer, right? Because air contracts when it's cold um so it might not be quite as tall yeah, as like yeah. the picture that you're looking at but it's still going to be as um lovely and delicious in on the plate and in your mouth so that's all that really matters oh, right? so i can take like i can whip a little like cream cheese and nutella fold in homemade whipped cream freeze that baby yeah and then i have a delicious pie of course i would put the homemade <laughs> Magic, magic shell, shell on, on top and then put more fresh whipped cream on top out as I serve it. But like that works. Yes. This is what, this is why I'm telling you, like oh. I love whipped cream. You know how much I love just dipping things in chocolate on a regular basis. Yes. And I'm always like, that's such an easy thing to do with your kids. It upgrades every treat. That's how I feel about whipped cream for the summer. Whipped cream is the base of those no churn ice creams. Like you make whipped cream, you fold flavors into it, you freeze it. And it like has an ice cream texture. If you add a little bit more structure to it, a little bit more more 
fruit puree or chocolate mixture then you can make like a semi-fredo which is basically an ice cream loaf cake that you slice Mm -hmm. and serve and then you also get to use it as a topping so like okay shout out to whipped cream yes now i get it i changed my tune i still have a love affair with the homemade magic shell but shout out to whipped cream and i know this but why don't you tell everybody that you can make whipped cream ahead yeah you can I just make it and like whip it again right before we serve it. But you can add a little bit of gelatin to it if you really want it to be like super stabilized. And my favorite little tip, which no one likes to talk about, is like, have you ever over whipped cream and it starts to like curdle a little bit? All you need to do to fix it is add a little bit more unwhipped cream. So just like your heavy cream or even half and half and like fold that into the over whipped cream and it will like redistribute the fat. So you don't have this like you don't have over whipped cream anymore. Instead, you have like the loose and luxurious. Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, Also, you guys, you can flavor your whipped cream, too. Yes. So I will sometimes use maple syrup instead of sugar in combination. If I want it, I usually do that like in the fall, like to go with like Mm. apple pies and pumpkin pies and sweet potato pies, that kind of thing. Um, You can make chocolate whipped cream. Yes. What else? What other flavors? Those are the only two I've ever made. I was just thinking about how someone in the listeners group was like, I borrowed a smoker this weekend. Like what else can I smoke? And I was like, you should smoke a tray of sugar because then you can use like smoked sugar to make a whipped cream for topping fruit what if you had like a bunch of fresh melon and you did sort of like a sweet spicy lime flavored whipped cream that would be so delicious Mm. on all kinds of fruit actually and that would be good like a mango frozen pie like a mango custard pie with like a limey whipped cream Mm. um brown sugar Whipped cream over grilled peaches, one of my all-time favorites. Basically, I would eat whipped cream over any fruit and call that dessert. And you know what that comes back to? My grandmother, who I've talked about before, she made she's like famous for her or was famous for her cake donuts. She always had frozen whipped topping in one of her chest freezers in the basement. And oftentimes when I would go stay with her in the summer, we would go blueberry picking. And then for dessert, we would always, we would have those like blueberries that we just picked with like sort of half thawed frozen whipped topping. So almost like a semi-fredo, almost not. And it is like one of my favorite like nostalgic desserts. Yeah. And very quickly, because I know people like us to get down to brass tacks. Yes. How when you make chocolate whipped cream, do you use melted chocolate and then I do. heavy cream? It's almost like you make a ganache, which a ganache is melted chocolate. Like you warm cream and you use the warm cream to melt chocolate. And it's usually like a 50-50 mixture. You can do that, like melted chocolate, or you can like melt chocolate and then add a little bit of your unwhipped cream until it's like a loose texture and then fold that into your whipped cream. If you just try to fold in um, melted chocolate to your already whipped and cool cream, you'll get little like, um, it'll seize the chocolate. So you'll get little like seeds and it won't be a smooth mixture. So I've done it both ways that you've said, but also (laughs) I've just taken... It doesn't come out as like chocolatey deliciousness, but 
I've mixed just like chocolate syrup into heavy cream. Oh, that's actually really smart. I've never done that. It's like making Why chocolate milk, that? but yes. with heavy cream and then using that to just make the whipped cream. Whip, whipped <laughs> chocolate milk, which actually yeah. we have a recipe for that. We, do. we should share in the show notes. We do. That's brilliant, Stacey. I'm stealing that. Do okay. It. I want you to have a few minutes to just tell everyone about froze about magic shell and I why mean, you love it. It's it's so great because you basically use coconut oil to turn melted chocolate into something that hardens on frozen things. <laughs> like I'm, it feels like <laughs> magic. Like that's yeah. all it takes. It's the coconut oil. So you're just melting like chocolate chips even, or if you have a higher quality chocolate, whatever you want. Um, but then you can start to play with it and you can take like white chocolate chips and then maybe add a little bit of like a couple of drops of extract. Like for Christmas, mm-hmm. I've done um, white chocolate, coconut oil, and then like two drops of peppermint extract yes to make a peppermint magic shell and of course it works to pour it over ice cream and it hardens but also if you like cut up little pieces of fruit i used to do this a lot when oliver was a toddler like slice kiwi or slice frozen banana once it's frozen as soon as you dip it into that chocolate coconut oil mixture it will harden around whatever's frozen so you could just take little pieces of frozen fresh kiwi dip them in the magic shell and hand them over and you have a fun, like very summery chocolate version of chocolate dipped fruit. Yes. And then also I want to talk for a second about using it to make a shortcut ice cream cake. Do it. We didn't talk about about ice cream cakes, but we We can go very quickly. But basically like using ice cream sandwiches as layers Mm-hmm. And to make it more delicious and a little bit more dynamic, like I'll also get another flavor in a pint. And then you just let it melt enough so that it's spreadable. And just basically like prep a pan, trim the ice cream sandwiches, but just put them in a layer so that they're next to each other. There are no seams. Then spread a layer of that ice cream using a like silicone spatula that's been melted enough so that it's spreadable. And then like, cookie crumbles, another layer of the ice cream sandwiches, another layer of the ice cream, cookie crumbles, and then freeze it. And once it's frozen and like ready and it's set, pouring that magic shell mixture over the top to make like a hard chocolate shell coating. Yes. It's really fun and easy. And kids can do that on their own. Also, we have totally made magic shell and then drizzled it over store-bought popsicles, like including the Briars, Carp yes. Smart, the caramel swirl ones. And that is incredibly delicious too. And then when like, right, you have to be quick, but like if you follow the drizzle with like chopped peanuts or sprinkles, it makes like a store-bought ice cream treat that much more delicious. I love it. Anything else? What did we miss? Other that's it, that's all I got. I'm sure we've missed other things, but our listeners will tell us and they'll join in the that. listeners group. So take us on out, Stacey. So guys, make sure you are subscribed, of course, to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening right now, but also to our newsletter. Every week we give out a bonus recipe, plus we share a favorite weekly finds every Friday. You can subscribe to the newsletter from Instagram or Facebook or directly from didn'tijustfeedyou.com. And be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. We'd also love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook. You can join with the code word whiskey or by telling us your favorite cocktail. 
And like Stacey said, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We love every single one of you when you do that. Woohoo! Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I am Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. And one time, my mom made a big cake for my um, six-year-old birthday, and we made creative Play-Doh to put on it. And it's edible, too.